I know you and I love you and I and I appreciate your madness. But the world that's going to be listening to this conversation when you and I are done here, they don't necessarily know you. So whilst you think about how you want people to know you, let me just officially welcome you to Full Circle. Uh, today we're filming uh, at uh, Gallery Momo, of course, one of our favorite spaces. So those of you who are here, you will see that there's wonderful art on the wall and you can look them up anytime and come and uh, check out the exhibition. I'm sure it's going to be up for yet another month or two. But the, the joy of sitting in a space like this that is open, besides just being COVID compliant, allows for the free flow also of dialogue. So you see, I've helped you. I've bought you two minutes <laughs> to think about how you want to, how you, when people say, who is Philippe, how do you answer? I think more than anything, I would, I'm a quintessential maverick. Um, uh, but within that, I love keeping a mystery and a mystique about me. Um, it's only those who are close to me who know my beginnings and where I am at right now uh, that I share that journey with. I just think sometimes when you give yourself too much to the world, uh, you become instant, like you become very coffee. Yeah. But not actually the coffee bean. <laughs> chicory. You become chicory. So you, you, people don't get to appreciate your, all your different flavors. Um, and you become, by instant as well, you become fashionable today and you're out tomorrow. Mm. I believe that at my age, I've literally come full circle in, in my mind, in my career, in my contribution, mm. in my being a son, yes, uh, in being an uncle, in being my mother's child. Um, I think those are the different little spots that I have, literally, so that are very, they're quite untangible until I allow you into see through them. Yeah. You see, can you, can you see how then I could never have just said, here is a one line about this magical man, but, but also that's part of your joy though, because I think we, we grow up, I like how you say at my age, Philippe, can we get this thing out the way? Because every I time think, you say I at think, my I, age, I, I you think, then drag me with you. I think for me, I don't have an issue with age. I just think the more we celebrate age, is the more we get younger. Yeah. Because we don't necessarily have to hide behind the age. We, yeah. we enjoy and have enjoyed of the, of the pain and the scars yes. of coming of age. Yes. And, uh, and being where we are. So for me... Thinking about my age on a daily actually keeps me on my toes and keeps me younger in, in, in trying to plant new seeds, trying to look at life in a different way uh, and in looking at life with, without being, being complacent. So yeah. every single day, my age reminds me that there is a new beginning every day. And isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Also because I, I think, so I was sickly as a child, right? So I had every disease you could imagine. Literally, disease was walking down the street, Zah would have it. <laughs> and, and so at 13, I thought I'd be dead at 30, because I was 31 so So now that I'm in my 50s, I'm thinking, oh my word, and my mother's 83. So I think if I have another 30 good innings, it would be fantastic. But part of what I find interesting about growing older because other people grow old and other people grow oh, older, older yeah. right how and i've seen this question asked of people before what would you say to your 21 year old self i always find that question so nonsensical because my 21 year old self wouldn't have known what to ask for because what i know mm. now is different from what i knew at 21 but it's very funny for me i knew exactly what i wanted but then um as I feel that I never really enjoyed my teens and my early 20s and 30s mm. because my mind was way, way uh, ahead of my body. Mm. Uh, I never chilled with my peers at that age. I always gravitated to older minds because I, I was always a reader. Yeah. Uh, I don't come from wealth, but I come from a bit of academia where 
for me, reading every day is it's like breathing air. So for me, information and gravitating towards learning and and yearning to learn every day has kept my sanity. And has, I could never want to go back because I, I don't know what I would have done when I finished school at 14 and I was 10 to 15. But that's the only world that I knew that. And for me, as much as in retrospect, it might have been hurtful in the sense that there are days where I think I can't drive today because that was not exciting for me. I can't go, I can't do, I can't use anything that's got mobility. Mechanical. <laughs> mobility. mobility. I can't roll a blade because for me, I just find, oh, that is so. It's not for it's me. It's not for me. Just, yeah. just so, so kindergarten, just let the kids play. <laughs> I'd rather be reading a book. Yes. So yes. those are the type of moments where I felt maybe if I had gone through my puberty and had experienced life within mediocrity, I would mm. say, mm. I would not be the same person. So changing journeys and speaking to oneself when one is younger, for me, does not resonate with me because I, at that point in time, my mind was 60. There we go. Because I, 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 I actually have the same experience because the, the man who eventually became my first husband was 12 years older than I was. But I've always gravitated to people from whom I could learn something. And having been bullied in boarding school, you learn very quickly to keep your own company, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the first thing, is to be your own best friend. Then the second thing is, what am I going to do with this mind? Because I can't just sit here and, and bemoan the fact that nobody wants to play no with me. No one wants to play with right? me. So then I fell in love with reading. But how did you fall in love with just this big mob called creativity? How did, how did you fall into this world? How did this happen for you? I think one is born into it, but also circumstances push you into it. Uh, I didn't really have one of the best childhoods where I was literally uh, moved from one home to the next home because I, I, I did not get along with my stepdad at that point in time. So, and I, could, I did not get along with my aunties, a lot of them, because I would tell them all. Yes. Literally. And I would write them letters at that age of how they were really beyond comprehension within, <laughs> within, my, yeah. within my brain. They didn't belong. They didn't just didn't yeah, belong. They didn't match. So I was consistently moved from one auntie to the next auntie from, from there. And I eventually, I studied so hard. I, by 14, I'd been in school. And by 15, I was living on my own. Look at that. You know, so for me, I did not really have a, a, a childhood. childhood. Mm. Because... And then immediately at 14, that I'd written, I wrote a letter to Larry Penlutini, who was uh, the first actual black woman editor of the magazine. Can we just correct this history, please? Yeah, was the first black woman to yes. be an editor of a magazine. Yes. Because then True Love magazine was a South Pole magazine. Yes. And then when Barney Cohen uh, left, uh, they, they repositioned uh, True, True Love and appointed Penlutini as editor. And then I wrote a letter to her criticizing the magazine. And then she called me in at 14. This is, this is the 14 years yeah. off, yes. And what then, did you not like about the magazine? Because my mom used to be buying, then there was Femina magazine and yes. Darling magazine and Fair Lady. And my yes. mom would always be buying these white publications. Yes. Reading through them and looking for style and fashion inspiration. It's like, now you, you've started a, a new movement. Mm. Why can't you have this type of typeset? Within, okay. within your magazine. Okay. And then she called me in. And I was 14 then, I was in matric. Yes. And that is hypothetically the same year I've written to Mahat, when Mahat was working at uni. So you she were just, you just writing letters? Because I, was, I had nothing to do. I had finished all my homework, so what else to do? Yes. Write or find all these people in magazine and newspapers, write them letters, yes. find their addresses, and just probe them. And how were, how were those meetings? Well, I was shocked when sometimes I'd be called in, 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 at assemblies like, there's a lady called Mahati Mulibati who wants to see that. Oh my God. She's actually in, inside, I'll be jumping for joy. But yeah. in the meantime, I'll be really peeing my pants. But where did you get that confidence? Because it takes a lot of confidence to, I mean, you see people today who still in the presence of someone they think is famous, they lose their minds, right? So you just hop around and you say absolutely nothing. 
where did you get that confidence? The, I, I see something, I have a voice, I'm going to use it. And guess what? I'm also going to let you know what I think. I think because I've always been surrounded by, and mostly it was women. Yeah. I've always been surrounded by great women in my life. So most of the people from, from Marion Fessler, who I wrote a letter to at around the same age when I was 13, 14, to Lucilla at SFS with around the same time, yeah. to Anna Mary Menkes, to Mahati, to yeah. Pearl Lutuli, to Shadow Twala. I can mention all these women that I, I would find them because there was the movie yeah. uh, where there was visibility and the doors opened for women. So I thought, let me help in my little way in mm. challenging them mm. into helping me see my vision. That is ridiculous. That, no, because I'm sitting here and I'm going, we should have another roundtable with all these women because part of what is a laziness, I think, on our part is because we don't capture history or because people are too lazy to read anything that's longer than a tweet, mm -hmm. then this history is never truly located, right? Mm -hmm. So, So this idea of literally being spoken into history is important. It is very important because a lot of people don't understand the partnership play in in laying like for me true love became like the first after the drum movement. Well the drum movement was almost also like pin girl. There was yeah. no woman writer or editor was driving was a driving force. She came in and she made true love. Mm -hmm. It became a similar like a fair lady, but it was relatable to black women. It was talking about black women issues, just celebrating black women celebrities. It was unearthing black women talent. Mm -hmm. So for me, she laid a fundamental um, foundation that I don't think South Africa has ever given her credit. Mm -hmm. These things must be fixed. So maybe actually, instead of having just this innocuous Women's Day. Mm -hmm. We should actually be deliberate about going into our our mm -hmm. archives and just going, who are the women we need to surface and celebrate accordingly? Accordingly. Yeah. Accordingly. And, 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 uh, and, and for me, it does not necessarily have to be someone who was fighting the struggle. Yeah. Because the struggle is a big word. Yes. Uh, she was fighting the struggle in, in her own way. way. Yes. In a way of saying, we do need this iconic. Yes. Um, Maybe the world might look at them as being frivolous, but we need to find all these women on radio. Yeah. We need to find all these supermodels then to put them on the covers. And then she started the trend of having black women, South African women cover. Yes. There was no Beyonce, there was no Diana Ross covering True yeah. Love. Yeah. Because she was an international, there was always a South African celebrity female who was always on the cover. So she laid a very a very strong sense of bogotoness. I love that. A strong sense of bogotoness. Hashtag, please, somebody. We're going to ex we're going to explain it in the in the transcript what bogotoness means, yeah. but in time you will understand. So 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 you've now written these letters. Some of these people respond. No, no, a lot of them respond, and all of them respond. And then what because, do you do? Because I used to sacrifice my money. Because there was no facts, there was nothing. I had to take my weekly allowance and, and have telegrams. So they would have to, they literally got the letters. It was, they were not posted. There we go. There were telegrams. Please explain a telegram because I can, I can see a 16 year old going, what the fudge is a telegram? Well, a telegram oh, is, man, a, is I a, love this. it's like, it's almost like an email, but an, it's like an SMS, but yeah. it's immediate, but it's also, I think I don't know how many words you're allowed. Yeah, you weren't. It was yeah. like a tweet. Jeez, yeah. yeah. So you go to the post office yeah. and you tell them I've got 10 rands and I would love to send this urgent telegram. telegram. Yeah. So wherever you're sending the telegram to, at that post office there, they literally, the, the, the telegram would be printed out. Yeah. And then because it's an emergency yeah. and you've paid your money, there'll Deliver. be a guy in a bicycle getting into the bicycle, rushing to deliver it. There we go. There we go. And you and there was no manga manga. There was no manga manga. It was like I'm not sacrificing my five rents a week just to be writing these <laughs> things for them to be somewhere being, being being not delivered. No, I need I need assurance. <laughs> I can telegram my ten rents and my telegram. Yeah. These things need to get me. They there. need to be there. So 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 you have these conversations and then what do they say to you? Then they would call me in and then they would ask me, it's like, oh, you're quite interesting. And the first thing is, oh, you're so you're young. 
yeah, you're so young. You've got, oh, you're so, you should concentrate. It's because I'm finishing school already. <laughs> like, oh, what grade is like, I'm in metric. Yes. How old are you? I'm 14. How? Ganja. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, but then that's when the dialogue will start. Yes. And then that's when my interest will start. That's when they'll see my readings. Like with Makati, she sponsored my first fashion show at high school. And then she gave that, you see, she gave all the girls center pad, which is still fundamentally what women are still fighting. And I girls listened are to that. Over 30 years later, yeah. we're still having that same still conversation. Having, you know, and uh, because she was working for uh, Johnson & Johnson. So, and, and for me, that's how everything sort of started. And then from there, I just had this burning energy of like knowledge within the creative industry. And then... Because at that point in time, then Pearl started dating Dennis. Yes, yes. That's when he I met of Dennis. Boys. He of her boys. Yes. So that's when I bumped into Dennis, and then I would be the, the youngest person going to all these, these parties with oh, all these yeah. black creatives. Oh, uh, I'll be at opening of nightclubs and yes. all that, and I'll, I'm, I'll really, really be punished by my mother in her head. Yes. But I was already, I had already finished school. It was like, Mommy, I'm living on my own now. I finished school. I've finished done school. The thing I, that I've got a job. Yes. She was paying half my rent. My rent was like fifteen hundred. She pays. She gave me seven fifty. Yes. I pay seven fifty. Yes. I have seven fifty left. Yeah. And that seven fifty, I'd have to make sure I go to Carlton Center. I make sure I save up a little bit every week. I must have a new house. Oh, look at that! And clearly, that hasn't changed. <laughs> I'm not even going to get started about your white shirt collection, but. So, 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 so you have the start. What? Are, who are your references in your immediate life on creativity? Like, do you have someone else in your immediate family, or you're just this lone ranger? That's I've always family? been this spotted black sheep. Um, I did not, I did not really have South African references that I could mm -hmm. relate to at that point in time. I did not really have international at that point in time either. I just knew that because of the magazines that we had, whether it was Vogue or GQ, because of sanctions, you'd find the magazine six months or eight months later. Right. So the relevance of, of that moment it almost, almost like skipped. Mm. So that's what made me not to literally look at pictures, but to read stories. So I would read creative stories. I would read how they came up with a concept. So for me, it's not always pictorial. It's about the creative psychology. Okay. And the methodologies and what people see beyond that print. So how then do you find a safe landing place in a in a culture such as this where where substance, I've always said that substance suffers mm. because people are so quick to re respond to sight or sound. I, I I believe that because I embrace all my seven senses, yes. uh some somehow they, they came into play within each other. Mm. And I know somewhere, somehow, I've never missed, but I've always been ahead. But, and you know, but there is a cost, right? Mm. Because there is, there's, there's the point where you, you can even think, am I so far ahead that nobody will ever catch up? Or yeah, but, I... but it's also when, how you turn it around, when yeah. you feel, I mean, you feel despondent. Like I said, I've never missed. Yes. It might have been a missed at that moment, but I was so advanced in probably 10 years. Into, into, the, into the making yes. that I've never felt I've lost okay. the essence. So I've never missed. How do you deal with that? Competition. Because I was, because of the, of the life that I've had, I've never been a competitor. I've, I hated sports at school. I don't know how to play the lottery. I don't like going to the casino. Mm. I don't like playing board games. Mm. I just don't like com competing. I believe that I was born good enough. I believe that I was born with a magic in, in when God created me, created magic. Yeah. And why magic doesn't compete. Yeah. It might sound arrogant, but I don't like competing. Yeah. I don't I don't look at my mirror in the mirror. I don't ever look in the mirror and say, Oh, I'm better than whoever and whoever. It doesn't mean anything. I walk I walk my confidence because God gave me Maybe you should put it on a t shirt. Magic doesn't compete. We're putting it on into we're putting no no, but we really are, you know. Because I think there's, there's a, I grew up in a family where I, I went off to boarding school, came back, I'm the, the middle child and the only girl. 
my older brother gets all the praise my younger brother gets all the good things and you're just in the middle trying to figure your way out right so in addition to just dealing with teenage divorce your parents and bullying at school and finding your own path there were moments in my life where i felt incredibly lonely in mm. fact i felt misunderstood and the consequence of feeling misunderstood is therefore feeling lonely mm. but finally making a friend of myself made me believe that the, when people say charity begins at home this is home right yourself is home yes I, I i always say that uh i with all due respect it was with both my parents um i was the one who ran the race i was the one that that out of all my dead sperms mm. i was <laughs> I was a tatterer one, so I'm the sole so, so, so proprietor so, of my own existence. So I chose to live. Yeah. So for me, for the mere fact that I won that race, I'm, I never blame anybody for anything that happens to me. Mm. I never blame any situations, whether good or bad, on, on another person. Mm. I always reflect everything back to me. And for me, sometimes it does get very difficult where you do seek some kind of validation, but I managed to, to switch off very quickly and come back to me. And that on its own, because I spend, people are not aware, I spend 90% of the time on my own. I've learned to ask myself questions. I've learned by the time I'm, I'm seeing the world, no matter what they can say, I've already read about so much stuff even if it's about one word, yeah. I've already deliberated that no, actually it doesn't mean it. So by the time the world tells me that, I've already made my own conclusion. And I might not be right, but that's my methodology. Oh, that's right, because I was going to ask you, how do you, because being uniquely gifted, right, um, you, the world very quickly can make you feel different. Oh no, no, the, the, the world can make sure that the isolation. Yeah, so, so there can be shame no, but, attached but, but that's to when you twist it around. It's like, mm. ah, I always say to people, you think you don't invite me to, to, to your award? Ah, actually, I'm going to be spending Uber from here to Sweden, a thousand rand for one glass of champagne and little canapes, and I don't even eat in public. Go to hell. <laughs> I'll take the thousand rand and buy myself a bottle and stay at home and drink. And have, a mighty and have my own party. Yeah, so for me, I yeah, always say, by people trying to close door, they're actually saving from yeah. their debauchery and their captivity. Yeah. So tell me what sort of uh, work you are attracted to. So when you say, uh, I, I, my, my creativity is boundless and I, and I feed my energy in all these multiple ways, what sort, of, what sort of people are you gravitating towards? What sort of projects are you gravitating towards? Mention, like what man, terms from, for me, mention somewhere to any day, my freckles just go on fire. That's why I always say when they say what makes it place like I'm, my face is that all my freckles from the map of surgery. So every ounce of my creative nuances are based on the, if you mention somewhere, it's like, what, what else? There is so much beyond history that is buried and put under the carpet mm. and mediocrity, if that's the word, celebrated. You just made it up. Yeah, celebrated. I just think there is just so much that that one place in the world put so much history. For me, so it is exactly the same age as Harlem. That's why those two places there was so much black and undeniable history that will linger on forever. There's so many souls there's so many sacrifices there's so much creativity there's so much pain there's so much joy there is so much credibility there is so much gangsterism there is just everything that is there there is has got meaning and it's got meaning to its highest level yeah Everything, whether you are sucked from surgery, you are just not going to be just a flapping cheek. You're just you're going to be a proper, proper thug. <laughs> you're going to be yes. the, the best death yes. of the best thug. Yes. So everything, the levels that surgery has set within my creative psychology are sometimes beyond me, where it's not a challenge. It's a, it's a consistent joy. It's a consistent smile. 
uh, if you could, every time I think about something, I just want to smile. I just want to, I just want to do. I just want to give. But what? So then, what do you make of this practice? Because we've seen it, right? We've seen people come into our environment, take one aspect of it, uh, go and polish it off in Peru, mm -hmm. sell it in the Americas for for gazillions and gazillions of dollars. Other people call it cultural appropriation. I just call it theft. Well, but, uh, well, there's a difference. Yeah, for me, that that. I mean, words, words can be very dangerous. As mm. much as we could be calling it appropriation or whether it could be gentrification, mm. I think we, you allow the people to take from you. I was having a conversation with three of the artists at separate, at the same event about yeah. two weeks ago yeah. about how do they feel about their art being mm. online and being bought again by the white system. Yeah. Are we going back to the Sarah Bachman, Gerasikoto, and George Pemba moment? And because we're chasing the yeah, powers and the morals? Mm. Or are we really going to be saying, let's stop for a little bit. Let's re-educate our own in appreciating our own. And what was that conversation like? They were saying, if you're going to be selling to a black local person, he'll rather buy a Porsche and never pay $250 for painting. Sometimes it makes economical sense. To, to the artist, but then how, for how long are we going to live through that? Mm. We, it's still the same battle that's happening in fashion where fashion, South African fashion is still at the bottom level. But if you walk right now and you go to Santin, at Gucci and at Louis Vuitton, they're accused. Yeah. Yeah. Even now during the pandemic, it's worse. They're accused outside Gucci and Louis Vuitton. So what needs to shift? We still need to change the, the whole I hate this word as well, the narrative. Oh, goodness, if I have to say it. <laughs> if, if you have to have narrative and pivot, sure. those two words, I'm, I'm ready to now, throw someone Sometimes I saw someone, even someone who's got a butchery now, and says, the narrative of being a butchery. <laughs> I'll speak to you about the narrative of meat. Yeah. <laughs> we have to change how we navigate our wealth. Yeah. We have to and navigate and start a proper secular economy, black economy mm -hmm. of, of selflessness and supporting each other without um, putting down each other. Mm -hmm. I still find black bourgeoisism, if they support black, they want black to feel that I'm supporting, I'm supporting you. So be grateful. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that. I need that dress in twenty-four hours. Hey, I'm one of your biggest customers. Okay. So I've done you a favor yeah. by accessing yeah. your. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can actually go and buy a ready-to-wear at Louis Vuitton now. I would have gone. I would but have I'm gone, doing but you I'm, the I'm favor. I'm doing you a favor. I need to need to move. We must support local. So I'm supporting. I'm supporting you. you. So, you know. But how do you, but clearly that part is a conversation that we need to have with ourselves. Right? I, this, think, I think because as well, of I the think mind. there were moments where, especially the last part where I did not, I, the, the opening night was very sad, yeah. where I'll be walking around, I'll be hearing conversations where people were not necessarily buying the art because yeah. they appreciate the artist. Yeah. No, Usban Band, oh, when I'm down, I could marry in 150, I mean, I'm 200. I'll listen to that. You know, and, and for me, it is, again, the whole, and I've had this conversation with people within the art. Yeah. It is, again, being fashionable. Mm -hmm. We do not, people in this, especially black people, in, well, in Southern Africa, mm. they have trend-driven careers. So it is very, if you have bought house, what are you doing? I'm, I'm consulting for art for my husband's friends and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So what did I, I'm, oh, I'm just hosting uh, Nelson Makamo and a few people just over at my house. Yeah. Like, what this? Really? But how do you So So it's, it's, no, it's that because it also becomes fashionable. Fashionable to be within this Noverish mm. uh, society of art, of fashionos, of quasi. They are really, really quasi. Because possible. all of a sudden, you're marketing manager of a beauty brand. 
and because your husband has made money and all of a sudden you've been pregnant and you and also in a company like oh no no I'm, I'm not no I'm a I'm an art specialist I'm tell just really go wake up and and really go and buy sanitary pass for the needy we're not in any way discouraging people i'm not discouraging people what we're challenging is 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 the 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 coffee tendency yeah that and also it is the tendencies of there are very few black people who are credible specialists in every career whether it could be from medicine Mm. because even in medicine a lot of the doctors went into medicine because it was a status thing and they were pushed into doing that and there are a lot of the lawyers. So yes, even I mean, for the past three decades, when head boys and them started, after that, how many black people were saying, "What are you doing?" I'm in advertising. Yeah, yeah. Ten years later, after that, it's, what are you studying? I'm in marketing, marketing. And, P- and PR. And PR, yes, and events. And events. Yes, and, yes. and 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 now all of a sudden, what are you doing? All these kids, what are you doing? I want to be. I'm at after. Yes. I want to be a film director. <laughs> and what are they slash, slash, slash? They are stylists, they are photographer. It's always working with something with their phones and yes. styling things. And it's like, get a grip. So we are always trend based, career driven. And that doesn't so, last. We, we are not so for uh, being called for our career. So I think we should start shifting that, that mindset with the younger ones where they are given options. I, I think maybe the education system should also be a non-conforming education system that actually celebrates individuality than puts you in a box of conformity. And forces you to rehearse to, yeah. and rehash. The same thing. Everybody is now being forced into the fourth industrial revolution. What if you don't really, what if you hate? I'm a technophobe of notes. For me, I refuse. On the other hand, as long as my phone can do this and do that, the other ends, bye-bye. So that on its own, being forced into systems, you know, people are not given options anymore. We are forced into. But what, what you have said, which is wonderful, though, is that you don't necessarily have to wait to be given the option. You take the I, option. I, I make opportunities mm. for myself. Mm. Um, I, I literally sit there and like, what else can I do? And it's not to say, what else can I do that is not being done? I can look at other people and read the other people and learn and say, okay, they went the other way. Maybe if I try this way, it might even be much more beneficial or might come across as much more organic. Yes. So who, so who inspires you? It's a force that I don't even know. I think for me, it's the breath that I breathe when I wake up every day that inspires me. I think there's a lot of greatness around me that I find can be very toxic because within greatness, there's also got, got your ego. 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 So I don't like putting people in boxes and, and putting pressure on them. It's like, oh, you're my role model. Yeah. I think everybody has contributed into who I am. And I take what I can take from them and I make it work for me. Okay. And, but for me, what inspires me is every morning when I wake up and like, that for me, that is the spirit of I'm alive, what can I do? I have one more day yeah. to do something fantastic. I, it might be, I just have one day just to relax yeah. and switch off the music and just look at the sun. That in itself. That in itself. Yeah, that in itself is fantastic. So it's got nothing to do with tangible productivity. Yes. It's got to do with what your mind manifests. Yeah. It's got to do what your mind thinks. It's got to do what your mind plows. So where is your mind plowing these days? There is just so much that because everyone claims that COVID gave them some new juice no, so i want to know no no my juice has always been green <laughs> <laughs> no i think COVID for me COVID just slowed me down and told me i'm not crazy it didn't make me start from scratch awesome. it just said look at the madness 
now did you want to be part of that system or you or you've always been part of a i've always been part of a slow system awesome. because slowness to me is being organic yeah it's not chasing yeah the dollar it's not chasing the fame it's not chasing relevance there's consistency there's, there's consistency, deliberateness there, there mm. is intention yes yes so because i've never chased i've always in my head refined and i've always been slow in how i perceive things but it's it, because you're deliberate fast. right yeah. Yeah. There were, my thinking was fast but yes. my, my deliverables were kind of very calculated according to the spirit of the moment oh there we go so then you work at the pace of self not, uh, yeah, the, not, not pace of self the pace of the spirit the i don't know self. what i'm gonna feel that's gonna make me think that's the right time let me just do that That, which has been in my head that is so incredible because i was having a conversation i think the last time i was having a conversation with so i was saying to her the same thing that anything i have done for money i have lost money yeah really, which was a good awakening for me like one you've never been a chaser if you're going to try and make yourself into something you're not the universe is going to remind you right and sometimes it's just a small clap mm. and then the third time it's a proper proper fist yeah but for me that's 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 a, that's nothing that that I don't understand about myself. Mm. I think better when I'm broke. When I have money, I panic. When I have money, I want to give it away. When I when I have money I can see people going, "Give it to me." Yeah, give it to I me. swear. <laughs> my mother would say all the time, uh, my from my brothers to my to my siblings yes. to everyone, immediately I have money, my just go. I am much more happier with a zero in my account. Because that is not what drives you. That's because that's not what drives me. That's not what drives I find money makes me very uncomfortable, money makes me very, very insecure. Money makes gives me anxiety. We, we are we are related in the sense that I the instrument of money hell holds no value for me because I didn't grow up in a materially comfortable mm. home. So I know for certain that money doesn't make my life better. Mm. I also know that money doesn't make my life happier, mm. right? What I do battle with though is that I do like fine things. <laughs> <laughs> And those take money. So that is the only tension. But yeah, but, but but then if you if you have love of fine things, the fine things will come to you. Yes. 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 Fine things will come to you. How decided mm. that it is not important that i dress up every day and people think i dress up every day i have decided that i can wear the same shirt every day yes i don't really care yeah um it's for me it's got to do with a thread to do with the design to do with the cut refined um for me i don't look at the fine things in a literal sense you know quasi way yes of everything has to be bling and all that no 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 uh and because over the years i've managed to collect some fine things mm. um I don't find I, I find that world is becoming slower and slower and slower to me and like okay I'm going to go buy my queen so I will wear I will I will wear the comedy song so what yes I will I'll, it it's just another shit yes. at the end of the day like yes it's something say, I'm putting on to yeah, go yeah but but it's like someone say how subonile u thenga ma queen la pa ka to swing ke ngiti what do you mean <laughs> I was wearing pajama pants and uh, I said, like, yeah, but that shirt in Tonton is like, but then, in magazine, yes. <laughs> for me to be like, okay, I, if within that, but because I still work within the kind of creative space, yes. which is where I am talking to, I find myself talking to yes. a lot of emerging young creators. Yes. It is not about it is not about the cost of the, the garment it is, is about, about the passion the integrity and the intention of yes. of garment making yes. so when someone would be literally sitting in their sewing machine 
and making something for you and putting the signature there. It's intentional. You can feel their soul. Um, and that's where I feel the creative spaces are sort of like shutting down and sieving mm. all the wannabes and the wannabe wonders into the real, the real future gods, especially African, African future gods of, of global fashion and style. Oh, and, global fashion and, and global fashion and style is not fabric only. Yeah. It's got to do with architecture, it's got yeah. to do with sculpture, it's got yes. to do with, uh, with furniture making. So it's, 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 it's the things that we're taking away from us that we are finding centuries later there's a whole souls are turning in the graves and are giving all these new energies to the young spirits on how to regain and to take Africa on a new platform of respect. That is so important because Africa wasn't born yesterday. It wasn't. Africa is, that's what I always say, mm. Africa is as much as it's ancient, it's still very modern and yes. daily. So, but we forgot about that because we're so colonized into and busted us into feeling that anything European um, is always better than but better than us. I mean, if you take from any references from Amani here to Saloha, they always took their inspiration from Africa. Uh, from Azadina Laya, who was African, to all this, there was, there was, we've always had greatness within within us, but it had to leave the country and the continent to be celebrated for us to actually appreciate it 20, 30 years later. But it's just, isn't it the same with diamonds? Like they're mined here, yeah. they're polished there, you come back and you buy them and it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's the same thing with, with the crocodile skin and snake skin that we sell to Prada, that is all in the in, in Naisna. Let me tell you another fact. Do you know that we export world-class oranges and the rest are fed to us minions because yes. Outspan just says this must go elsewhere. Yeah. You guys must just eat. So can you blame us for feeling like the stuff that is good comes from outside because we've been fed? Yeah, but we, we still have to find a way of of creating that secular fashionomic. Mm. And for me, I love using fashion because fashion is not literally clothes. Yes. It's what we drink. Yes. Yeah. It's you know, it's what we smell. Yes. It's all the seven it's senses that are consistently activated. Mm. So it's that. So we have to, from me being happy, also because I don't know where it's fashionable, mm. that there are more distillers. I don't know how how their township distillers are yeah. with their gins. <laughs> Who wants to taste that? Let's go on a, on a township like, gin tour. Like, so, so, we're, so we're to gin and yes. Mamelodi gin and all that. Yeah. Let's also become imaginative because yes. then just call it my melody gin. Yeah. You know? M gin. No, something. Something. Yeah. Give it something. Um, Give so, it yeah, I, I'm excited because the whole world is looking. And that, no, they're, they're not looking. They're, they're finally, no, no, they're finally they're, paying no, attention. No, they're forced. Because, they're, because there's no way else. No, they're because, forced yeah. to, to really take off their spectacles yeah. and really say, we really messed them over and now they're coming for us. Yes. And they're coming for everything. Yes. And we have to take everything. Everything. We have to take Amen. everything. And there is a global movement mm -hmm. about recognizing that. But I also don't like following movements because movements have got their own politics. Yes. Of course, movements have waves, right? They come, whether it's feminism, whether it is a fight against any form of injustice, these things come in waves. And as they ebb and flow, people forget mm. and they move on to the next thing. So yeah, to your point. Yeah, because I just feel, and also we, we love celebrating mediocrity. I mean, I can go on forever. I mean, I've never seen it. I refuse to watch it yes. at Black is King. I just really thought it was rubbish from the beginning. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That beyond the Black is King that is shot all over Africa. You see, um, you, see, you and I in the same WhatsApp group. <laughs> But, but for me, I have a completely different why I, I literally intentionally boycotted. For me, it was how dare she? If she's not appropriating, yes, she came to motherland. Yes. 
but within that, she still has the same power. Yes. Me, if you can spend so much money in doing a glorified, colorful yes. infomercial yes. on on blackness mm -hmm. and how king it is, mm -hmm. you still have the same power for one day when you launch that to close down Sex, Sex Fifth Avenue and say, I want the whole floor to have every single design that I've featured in here. That is for true. me, you, you don't come it's like, no, I've got a little pile, but everyone is documented. No, 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 no. If it matters to if you. If it matters to you, yes. give me the cash. Give yes. me the opportunity. For me, she should have done that. She should have said, yes, I've created a platform, but what can I do? Me and my husband have got this million. Let's, why can't we just open a store? Mm. Let's start with one store. Mm. Oh, no, we can buy a block mm. in Harlem. Let that be the hub for mm. global fashion where mm. people can buy. You can afford it. For me, it was another glorified path. But also, you see, because I think people get confused. If it's a black person who's doing this stuff, then everybody goes, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. It's a black person. But if it's a white person, then we're very quick to run to race. Right? Mm -hmm. We're very quick to run to gentrification. But it's also important that we call to order even people who look like us. Because exactly. if your intentions are not pure, then we, we also have to call you out on that. Ah. Yeah, yeah. No. Because for me, it was it's about again going back to secular economy. You can't, and the worst part of it, I don't even think some of those designers. Yes, they got that platform. I still want to see all the South African designers mm. who can say to me, "I actually have now twenty American clients mm. from that feature on the basis of, of this, that." Yes, yeah. from both the the, the directory yes. and being on that uh, infomercial. Yes. I'm not even going to glorify that same documentary. It's an information. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing that I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've not seen That's it. Fantastic. I just know, I've not seen it. So, which then brings me to, so did you watch Black Panther? Did you see Black yeah. Panther? And what did you think of it? I think it was an opportunity for black people to show Walt Disney what we're capable of in telling a different story. Mm -hmm. I think it did its own round. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far the sequel will go because mm -hmm. for me after that it's like it's only one shot as a little bye-bye okay so don't give me episode yeah. two and episode three and no episode don't give four. me season three and season four Ay, yeah 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 it's those 12 and that's it iconic and let's do it bye-bye whilst you're on fire talk to me about afrofuturism well it's a con for me afrofuturism i think people what think, it means and what it doesn't mean i think it is a very warped idea number one the whole competition between Afrofuturism and Africanism. Yes. What is Afrofuturism? Because we've always been diffused. So why are we saying Afrofuturism? Okay, that sounds tautological. Yeah, it, okay. it is completely. It is another um, study that was done by some German man mm -hmm. who is doing, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, adverts? Uh, geology or mm. something mm. and archaeology, archaeology <laughs> and decided uh, no, 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 I'm just going to specialize in black people and um, I also have major problems when the white professors and, and all that come back and it's like, I've got this major study on you, it's like hmm, why didn't you study yourself as a German? Yeah. Why come into me? Yeah. So for me, it's another concocted idea that is trying to confuse black creativity. So is there such a thing as African creativity? Or creativity is just creativity? There is African creativity. How, what because is that? Because it's, we are the source. Okay. We started color, we started texture, we started architecture, we started everything that's within Africa has always been the source. So you are okay with African creativity? You just, I, just... I am okay with Africanism, but I'm not okay with Afrofuturism because Africa is, all, like I said, Africa has, has always been ancient but yet modern every single day. I, I find it quite fascinating when people who are not African or even Africans who don't read because there are many of us, that we act surprised when the magic of Africa is revealed. Like, oh my God, oh my God. I don't, but can you believe that? So um, I had occasion to sit with somebody who was actually speaking to me about Mamesta Mashangu's work mm. and how I think it's the... Um, but what do you call that? Do you call that Afro... 
Af African futurism, or if you just call it, it's Africanism. It's Africanism. Yeah, it is. But also, but it's also that what I'm saying. Yes. It is so ancient, but when you look at it every day, yes. it's, there's such modernity within yes. that. Because somebody was saying to me actually that they're using it in some schools to teach geometry, mm. because her work is quite angular. It is informed by the the thesis of mathematics. She may not call it that. But you, in a modern sense, can see, it, can see, see it, can you see. You can see mathematics. Yes. But then with during those days, that's why I'm saying we are the epicenter and the core of creativity in every world. It's time we started paying attention and celebrating. But it's also, let's, yes, I might have this whole warped thing in my head about writing mm. uh, and documenting, mm. but I really think that if you're writing from a purist point of view, then you'll be heard. I just think there's a lot of people who are, what do you call them, who you can just sit them and tell them, that, well, they just, what do you call them? They're not even journalists, they're not even Transcribes. writers. Yeah, mm. they are transcribers. Mm. Transcribers, yes. Transcribers yes. moments. And there's a difference between transcribing a moment and writing, and writing from the heart the and moment. soul of the moment. What are you reading now? Uh, um, I'm, I'm, a lot of books. I'm still reading a book that is still dissecting. It's called The Making of South Africa. Okay. Uh, it just takes it way, way back with Mujangu and Tabumbek and all. Mm. It's, a very, it's a very fascinating book. That's why people don't say sometimes I can just be reading. Okay. Uh, something completely out of my realm, yes. according to them. Yes. Uh, I've started reading 13 Cents again. Okay. Because I was missing him, who was a friend who passed away. Okay. Um, but I don't like reading anything right now that draws me into a corner. I think we are already cornered into social distancing mm. and conformity and quarantine. Mm. And immediately I find myself zoning too much. I find it just, it freaks me out. So I like reading little, in, a lot of things at the same time. Okay. Um, I found that I'm a sucker for trash TV. Okay. So what are you watching? What is I trash? A, a lot of trash. A, every single housewife of this world, I watch. <laughs> it's been like a housewife of the Popo yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, because for me, it's also it's a it's not a psychological it's a study lesson. of human behavior, yeah, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching old Jerry Springer. Okay. Jerry Springer was the yeah. people fighting, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching like the Golden Girls. I'm watching oh, like... Oh, Betty White. Yeah, I'm watching like 227, all the old... Oh, my word. Black uh, uh, comedy. Oh, my word. What's that thing that Jamie Foxx was in before he had money? And his hair looked like a, he was a guy who did a no, no, different color. Did, did different color, no, 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 that's too modern for me. Oh, okay. No, no, so I, you're still going that way? No, 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 no. Yeah. That's too modern. And I, I watched... A, there's a program that's called Google Box. Yeah. It's the most funniest thing ever. Where it's actually families mm. who are recorded while they're watching television and they're commenting. <laughs> it's one of the most hilarious things ever. There's two, there's one Australian one and one English one. So I watch that here literally every day. Even now, mm. I really want to be home now and watching. Okay, good. I am going <laughs> to let you go. I am going to let you so, go. So it, no, and also, I love watching cooking shows. And not to say I cook that much, but I really, I just find the art and the science of tabling someone's palate mm. is so fascinating. Wow, because I don't, I mean, I, I have a television only because it projects my movies, and my movies are still DVDs. No, I go I to the DVD a, no, store. I don't have a television. That's why I've got two phones and Wi-Fi and a laptop, so that everything is like ding, 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 ding. Here is my here, here is my box. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but also I'm, I'm finding I'm slowly getting into Netflix. Yeah. It was too much of fashion. Yes. So I've really been into Netflix probably like the past two months. I've never been in Netflix. I just thought, oh, everyone when you open so oh, what is Netflix since I oh goodness mm, goodbye. So, yes. So I'm slowly getting into finding my feet. I I watched a thing on Netflix the other day called The Creative Brain, which you yeah. may appreciate because it truly for me. 
creativity is not the art form mm. creativity is the mind form right it's the ability to connect dots in new and interesting mm. ways and this program does just that but no, um, but also the most amazing thing i've discovered yeah. is called kiri and haji it's a japanese english crime series okay good where is this on netflix yeah okay good you see now kiri and haji then you then you should also watch the one about sushi what's his name somebody in a sushi so but basically he has a sushi bar mm. and people come in every night and they tell different interesting stories because i know how much you love mm. anything japan no no i'm i'm very and give me anything eastern yes. i'm very i'm just very happy i think you see in my past life i think i was french in your past life i think i, think you, I was I japanese think, or chinese i really or something. really think you I, were. i just resonate I, sometimes i i can even dream in japanese you can do so I'm, I'm about to say arigato arigato <laughs> but before i let you go though please tell me because the name of this show is full circle right so what does coming full circle mean to felipe this is coming full circle um finding your voice is coming full circle because we are so caught up in the world that we consistently suppressing our emotions and our uh, all the seven senses and we probably focus on one i find the conversation that me and you just had is made me feel that i've come full circle and i'm about to start another circle within the circle um because for me it's not only one circle yes. you start with one and from there it becomes an another and another and another yeah. so for me the fact that i can speak my mind unlike before where i used to write my mind has made me feel that i've come full circle because before i would rely on writing so quickly because it was a very emotional experience yeah. now i find that that i enjoy and enjoy the experience so that it lasts for, for a long time so that as I walk through that journey, it keeps reminding me of my endurance so, and my tenacity and my compassion and my sage and and where I want to give and where I want to make a difference mm -hmm. and where I want to share. So for me, all that on its own is consistently, it's like, like I'm doing now, it's Tai Chi. Mm. It's that whole mm. circular thing mm. of every time you go into that, it's how do you complete it without hurting someone else? Yes. You, how do you complete it by just making someone smile? You are a joy. You are a treasure. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I've, of course, the next time we're going to make it bigger because I think we have to bring all those we women. We have to bring all of them. I really, really think we have to. But until then, will you please I, I stay really, out of harm's way? I, I, I really think that it's, it's it, well, we, if you pray hard enough, I yes. believe in, that's another thing, I believe in prayer. Um, I pray a lot. Yes. I pray every hour. Yes. People are not aware that I'm praying. Yes. Um, I just have to close my eyes and it is because of a specific number. I was born on the 13th. I was born on Friday the 13th. Yeah. So 13 always resonates with every time I open my phone yeah. or I look somewhere this 13, I have to do a little prayer in my head. So because I pray a lot, it could happen. For me to be a nice coming to full circle moment with Zah and 13 of her women. It, it's going don't even worry about it like this coco covid thing is not going to keep us down for long but and i really really look forward to the next time because we we are going to make it happen but also it's it's got nothing to do with women only i mean yes. i feel like for instance the years that i've known Mona, mm. for me a woman is not only a figure there are men who are considered women yes there are still there always be men um it's the years I've known Munna. It's the years I've known Odysseus. It's the years I've known Angela Makengarel. Yeah. So for me, it's those men, women yes. who are men as well who contributed in my in my 
sanity. It's that energy, right? They bring. Yeah, but it's also an an energy of transparency. Yes. It's an energy of I'm not right all the time. Yeah. It's an energy of wanting to learn. It's an energy of let's speak about it. This is Suzanne Marutlinle. You've been listening to Full Circle with me, Zah. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And if you haven't yet, go to YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Google, or any platform of your choice to download this podcast, subscribe, and share with a friend or 10. Join me next time for another episode of Full Circle with Zah. Thank you for listening. <laughs>